Hello and welcome to Ignite PT Radio. On these podcasts, we shall be doing various different features, including weekly Q&As and monthly Q&As. Throughout the weekly Q&As, I will be bringing you a different topic, which I will discuss at length. And within the monthly Q&As, I will be meeting with another person within the fitness industry to discuss their experiences, their views and their chosen focuses within the fitness field. So without further ado, let's get down to today's episode. So on to our next monthly Q&A. This month we have this handsome chap, Brad Down, who is of Inspired PT. Uh, This month we're going to be discussing what it takes to be successful longer term. Brad's the longest serving PT here at Progress Gym. And also get a bit of an insight into Brad's background as um, he had a bit of a period of time bodybuilding as main focus and his thoughts on that and what direction he's gone in from there. So for those who don't know who you are Brad, tell us a bit about yourself and your, your time within the fitness industry. <laughs> uh, so I've been a PT, well it was five years in November last year, mm-hmm. about a year and a half apprenticeship before that yep. um, at Progress. Before that I did two years at Bournemouth University, sports development and coaching. Um, before that I was sport and exercise science at college. And then school before that. Uh, I've always been sporty. Athletics was my main thing through college. I was a 100 and 200 sprinter, um, sometimes the four and the relay. Um, 200 was my main thing. And then coming into that, I started to enjoy the gym a lot more. And then that led into the bodybuilding competition where I ended up competing in 2013 uh, for the Natural Physique Association. And I got into the British Championships where I came seventh in the junior category. Nice. Cool. So, a long period of time within the, the fitness industry in some regard or another. Um, we yeah. started off with more so track focused. Yeah, yeah just sort of, more sports. Yeah, yeah. And then went on to focusing more so on the gym. So, with you, because you, you started out at Progress Gym in the very early beginning. Yeah, so in terms of gym training, I uh, we did some gym work in PE lessons in school. Mm-hmm. Towards, I think, year 10 and 11, you're allowed to go in. Yeah. Um, my parents actually met each other in the gym, so nice. that's kind of like in the blood. Yeah. Um, so, dad had some gym equipment at home that we would use. Yeah. Um, my brother's a couple years older, mm-hmm. so he was, you know, there was that competitive thing, whatever he would do, I'd try and do better. So, yeah. we would both train. Um, into college, we started using the college gym. Coming towards the end of college, I was still interested in the gym, but obviously leaving college, I couldn't have it as cheap. Saw the sign for progress, ended up coming in to train. Sure enough, the whole family followed as members after that. Um, and then it's kind of gone from there. Training became, well, it's a career now as well as yeah. a hobby, as it were. Um, but training in the gym definitely took the focus away from sport being my main thing. Sure, sure. So you you were training in the gym, like I say, you, you just fell, fell in love with it. And uh, train that progress. So you remember that before you started your apprenticeship, right? Yes, yeah, so I joined in. Rob opened it in December two thousand and ten, mm-hmm. and I joined that February, nice. so three months after it opened, ish. Yeah. Um, Very early days. Yeah, right at the start, pretty much. Um, what age would you have been then? Must have been pretty young. I would have been. Well, twenty thirteen, I competed. Mm. Oh, what age would I have been? I would have been about 18, 19, I suppose. Mm. 19, yeah. I think. 
who was February, yeah. My birthday's in February, yeah. so about 19. Nice. Long time ago. Yeah, right. Yeah, so you've been part of progress from, yeah, very, like, year one. Yeah. yeah. Well, this is the way the 10th year when I end December, yeah. so. Yeah, that's crazy, isn't it? Nice. So, how did you fall into, or how did you end up, like, going down the route of bodybuilding it? Talk us through how, like, that kind of progressed um, and your, your time within that sort of focus. I guess it's just kind of what I ended up being exposed to. Um, I enjoyed the gym. Uh, my dad had a bodybuilding magazines. Yeah. Had Arnold's Encyclopedia. Yeah. So that was kind of you know if I wanted to do some home exercise, that's the book I would look through. Yeah. Um, and that opened up the world of bodybuilding to me. And then I started to learn other names, things like Ryan Coleman. Yeah. Rich Gasparri was a big one. Flex Lewis for a more modern day one. Mm -hmm. um, Frank Zane. Some of the big guys like Dorian Yates as well. Yeah. Um, and that is kind of where my training led. It yeah. became very physique based. Yeah. Very much about trying to, you know, bring up imbalances. Mm -hmm. Certain muscle parts, isolation, working on weaknesses in terms of physique. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and that probably carried on for quite a while. Because that was your focus for a long time. Wasn't yeah, it? that was my main focus. That was yeah. pretty much my main focus. The gym didn't really. I the, as I came in more training in the gym, I was still sprinting. Mm -hmm. Um, but they didn't really interact with each other. I wasn't going to the gym to help my sprinting. You weren't going to the gym. Was, yeah, they were just very thing. separate things. Yeah. Um, yeah, the bodybuilder was the main focus for the gym and that kind of took the forefront and where sure. my, 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 I suppose my main interest was, yeah. was to go more to the gym. Sure, sure. So bodybuilding is something that's always fascinated me and it's one of those things that I think for a long time anyway, it got mainly associated with the image of a gym, right? It was the bodybuilder kind of image mm -hmm. for a long time. Yeah. Um, how, how would you say your experience was within that? Because it can be, I know that, you know, away from a work environment, we're pretty good friends as well. And I know that, <laughs> I know that you, um, it's a it's an area of, of the fitness industry now that you find almost a little bit odd, just with the severity and the mindset of it. Of course, that's your take, and everyone has their own sort of um, interpretation of everything. But you know, talk us through your kind of your experience with it because it is one of those where I, I can imagine something that fascinates me because you take the body to such extremes, and it is extremes. Like you're saying, you're you're fixating on minuscule details of muscle balances and just your physical appearance, right? Uh, yeah, it's what you get judged on. Yeah. And then if you yeah. compete in it, one guy who's got better proportions, a little bit leaner, who's got slightly more cap delts mm -hmm. in proportion to his waist or his lats or whatever, mm -hmm. he might win. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it becomes very obsessed over how you look, you know, how you, you know what you think the ideal physique is, and what they might think the ideal physique is. You know, you have to align them too. Yeah. Um, you're right. It is a very yeah, it's a very weird industry, bodybuilding world. Um, I think Phil Lerny once said it's like looking back at an old friend and being like, you've changed. Yeah. Uh, it has. When I did it, obviously I did a natural federation. Um, so the guys I was looking at, it was kind of like an unrealistic target because they weren't natural, you know, the Ronnie Coleman's, the Jake Hunters, the Flex Lewis's. Yeah. They were, at the time, I suppose, inspirational to me in terms of physiques, but I knew I, would, I wasn't going down that route. Yeah. I was natural, so... It was people, almost setting yourself like an unrealistic bar yeah, to hit, right? you know, it's, it's, they were the big names, they're the ones you didn't really hear of many natural bodybuilders. Um, 
until you all went to the show, and there were some wicked physiques there. And yeah. you know, stood next to them. Yeah. I kind of had more respect for the guys I'd seen on YouTube and their DVDs or whatever. It looked better, and they were healthier. Mm-hmm. There wasn't the extreme. There wasn't the massive guts that were there. Yeah. And because they were natural, it wasn't so freaky. Yeah. Um, they looked like athletes. Yeah, as opposed to like more into the extreme of the yeah, sport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, definitely, definitely. And but there's such an array of now with bodybuilding world. There's uh, you've obviously you've got your like, uh, physique, your fitness models, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. tons of different categories. Yeah, you like classics. Yeah, uh, classic would be my chosen. I suppose my favourite category. I suppose or my preferred category to go into if I was ever going to go back into it. Yeah. Um, and if I was going to choose a physique, it would be down that line. Yeah. Um, Yes. Yeah. So, post post comp. I mean, I can because, like I say, it's not something that I've ever done to an extreme. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those things that you know it's important. Like, regardless of whether what the focus is, when you're doing an extreme with a focus within the fitness industry, it can be ridiculous. Like, you take your body to real extremes, regardless of whether it's bodybuilding, whether it's weightlifting, powerlifting. The stress on the body is high, right? Because it's an extreme, and it's you know it's looking at those taking the body to the upper limits of what it's capable of. Um, but sort of like post-competition, because from what I gather, kind of coming back from that extreme state afterwards can be quite challenging in itself, right? With sort of like how it's uh, to come back with the extreme people with the nutrition and everything like that. And because it's not something you're focusing on at all anymore, is it really, you know? So what, what was, was there any pinnacle moments that kind of made you think, I don't want to, that this isn't for me anymore, like with the bodybuilding like focus. Um, I would say there was a pinnacle moment. Mm-hmm. I think coming to PT had a big say in it. Okay. When I competed, I was still I wasn't a PT. I was still working as a team member. Yeah. As a team member at Progress, yes, I was on the desk. Mm-hmm. Um, so I. In terms of training, I had my own training to focus on, and that was that. Yeah. Becoming a PT, I had a variety of people coming in. You know, I had males, females, young, old. Yeah. Uh, general population. They didn't want to train like bodybuilders. Yeah. So, they, had to, yeah, so I had to suddenly think outside the box that I kind of fought in for so long. Yeah. Um, and that opened up a world of different training for me. A load of different issues, you know, issues I'd never had, people who've been sat at a desk for 30 years, yeah, locked up shoulders, mm-hmm. bad lower backs, things I never had to really think about myself, but I didn't yeah. have to think about about them, yeah. research, and then sure enough, I started looking at other types of training, yeah, ways to fix it, and things, especially for me, were less about the way I looked and more about the way I performed, yeah. And you know how good I felt, how healthy I felt. Strong has changed over the years as well. I used to think strong was just, you know, for most people, got a squat, bench, deadlift, yeah. singular movements. Yeah. Um, you know, it's become more about how long can you hang from a bar from. You know, yeah. How many push-ups can you do? Can you hold gymnasts? You know, yeah. the rings. This is it. I think when it comes to strength, it's a very broad term, isn't it? Depends on yeah. what you're looking for. You know, because like you said. Strength in a gym environment tends to get earmarked as like as you squat, you bench, you know, and you lift. Yeah, exactly. When there's so much more measures, like so much further me- measures of strength, and like some of the strongest people in their area of like uh, focus 
you wouldn't necessarily look at and think, oh, they look strong. Mm. You know what I mean? Because yeah. strong, strong presents itself in so many different ways. Um, cool. So, like within the fitness industry, you've been you've been within the industry for a long time, more as a career-wise as well. Like you said, with your apprenticeship, so yeah. fully qualified for for five years. Um, you know, you've done a buttload more and spent a lot of time with you know other coaches, other areas of um, like focus with um, courses and everything like that as well. Um, so you've got wealth of experience and stuff like that. And yeah, sure. Like when I spoke to you about this video the other day, you, I was saying you know you'll, it'd be cool to talk about longevity, and you're like, okay, I've only been doing it for five years. But within the fitness industry, it is something. I know it's something again we've spoken about. Um, before is that it can be a quick turnover for a lot of people because I think that they may have an idea of it being something that it isn't actually realistically you know with it being something that's kind of like oh I'll just go in and I'll get everyone to train the way that I want to train and like yeah, yeah exactly. someone will train I've, I've trained in the gym for years I know what I'm doing yeah yeah uh, you only know what you've done kind of thing like yeah you can exactly. have to train anybody else it's different when other people are asking you for help mm -hmm. what you've done what's worked for you might not work for anyone else exactly at that point in their life or their training career. Yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of people kind of underestimate what happens. Mm -hmm. People are not going to want to train the way you want to train, but they might want to train with you because they like you as a person, your personality, they're a friend. Yeah. That doesn't necessarily mean you have to force them into your style of training. No. You know, if they want to be more uh, barbell strength, you're a bodybuilder. Yeah. You know, you're going to have to adapt to them. Definitely. Um, sure enough, they go somewhere else if you're not training what they want to train, if they're not enjoying their training. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. And what do you, do you think there's any main kind of um, things that you need to do to aid with you being someone that's successful on a longer period of time within the fitness industry, either as a, a coach or, or anything like that, or is it just is it just being smart? How do you mean? Like with, you know, because you've, you know, you've been successful here for a long period of time you know like i said you know in the bigger picture it's not it's not as long as others but like you know in the in context it is it is a longer period of time in comparison to how some people get on with it so you say there's any of course it's not going to be a singular thing but like is there anything you put your you know your longevity down to stop learning mm -hmm. i even even if I disagree with something, I still learn about it. Yeah. There's got to be a reason why someone's taking it to the point where they're trying to push it and this is that's what they do. Yeah. Um, somewhere down the line it might be applicable to someone. Yeah, it's nice to have it. It's never just brush something aside and be like, that's not what I do, I don't believe in that. Yeah. Guarantee you'll have someone will come up to you necessarily. For example, I probably will never give someone a keto diet, for example. Yeah someone's going to come in at some point and be like, okay, I've been on this for four months now and I'm like, okay, we're going to have to work off of that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Things that you necessarily don't like or enjoy doing aren't going to come up. Mm -hmm. But yeah, never stop learning. There's tons of different things out there in the fitness industry that will come up along the road and it's up to you to either learn about it and then kind of be ready when it comes or find someone that knows about it and kind of refer out. Definitely, definitely. I think, and yeah, that is massively important because one thing that is great about this this industry is there's so much to learn and there's always yeah. there's yeah. always new and kind of interesting different styles and techniques that are coming out so i think exposing yourself to as many different things as possible can be like really important you know um 
but yeah, it's very easy to become kind of just sort of tunnel vision, just focusing on staying exactly where you are. Um, but I, you know, it's one of those things like this job is not for everyone. You know, and like far from it. You know, there's long days. It's a, it's, yeah. You know, 12, 14 hour days. Yeah. You'll be spent at the gym. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's not for everyone. A lot like, of people not struggle. Yeah. Not at all. But, I mean, the rewards you can get from it are crazy, right? Well, yeah, I get the same feeling I get from training myself and like accomplishing goals, mm. PB sessions, whatever. Yeah. Training someone to do get, get that same you know, hit a PB, smash a session, I get the same feeling from them or helping them do it than yeah. I do doing it myself. Yeah, definitely. definitely. And I think that's a big part of it as well, is to never kind of stop enjoying training. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like seeing other people succeed is yeah. just as satisfying as knowing that you're succeeding yeah, exactly, and, yeah. and doing everything you can with that as well. And it's problem solving as well. Oh definitely. Definitely. Um, it's, it's you know, it's kind of figuring out the puzzle and yeah, that's part of the fun to me. It's, yeah, absolutely, because not everything works for everyone. Exactly, right? yeah. There'll yeah. be a slightly different issue that'll come out and okay, that worked for them, why is it not working for them? Yeah. I'm gonna have to think slightly differently. Yeah. And that's that's fun to me. I enjoy that. Yeah, well, definitely. It's nice to because yeah, no two humans move the same or have the same yeah. like um, issues or restrictions, whether it be mobility, injury restrictions, all this sort of stuff, you know. So it's one of those things you always have to think on your feet and you know, it's one of those where you build up a bit of an inner toolkit as to like, right, okay, this is what I do. If that doesn't help, but then, you know, but then every now and again, you get someone who comes along and just blows all out of the water and you're like, well, okay, well, what is going on here? But again, that makes it exciting because you have to learn more yeah. about what's going on and think again outside of your own box and, and think about right, why, why is this not working or why is that happening, you know, which is really cool as well. And that's what, that's what's really, again, really fascinating about the industry is because, you know, it's, it's cool in the sense that we have the opportunity to impact so many people's lives on a positive scale. But, you know, and I'm sure you're, I don't know that you're very on a similar mindset, that it's so much more than, like we already mentioned, just getting like, you know, new PBs, Wanderer Maxes, stuff like this. It's being able to benefit and aid people that have restrictions on a day-to-day -day basis. Like, and they're just like, oh, you know what? sucks like getting up in the morning before because my lower back always hurt but now it doesn't like you know and it's yeah, just that kind yeah. of stuff's really really rewarding a little well. thing like that like you know you'll have the one client who will add 50 kilos to his deadlifts yes yeah. he joined the gym you know he'll pull 220 when he pulled 150 a year ago yeah. or something like that his yeah. technique's perfect yeah that's great and yeah. you get the client you've been working with for two months yeah. And it takes them two months to bring a ball to the gym. Like, yeah, that's a huge win. win. That's a massive win. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's obviously something they've struggled with. They come along with a bottle, boom, high five. You know, it's the same. It's looking at the little things as well as the bigger things. Yeah, definitely. Um, and that's that's something that can be easily overlooked as well. But also make sure that client knows that it's, it's, a, it's a win thing to you. Yeah, it's a win. Absolutely. You know, a box to tick as well. Definitely. It's ticking a box. Definitely. But like, like I said, I mean, it's not an easy industry to be in. But would you say, has there been any like kind of key things that stick in your mind as being like, you know, a valuable lesson learned as you've gone through your career at points or anything that's been like, okay, I really learned from that environment and that situation or that, that thing happening? Every client will bring something different, like I've said before. Yeah. It's always a learning curve with them. Yeah. Um, I don't know. <laughs> no, it's cool. It's cool. No, it's like, it's just interesting to, it's interesting to get each person's take on like things that they've learned in the situations they've learned from. But it's one of those things where, like you just said, you're always learning from each individual that you work with yeah. in these different circumstances and things that come up on a daily basis. It's like, why is that happening? 
and you say like you're always you're always learning something new and adapting as you go forward right yeah absolutely yeah you should yeah even if you never had if you just had robots coming in mm -hmm. is it where they want the same thing over and over there's going to be something that needs to be done differently with each of them yeah um and no matter what the reason why training expanded, you know, coming from the bodybuilding ground, which you mentioned, yeah. there's been some powerlifting stuff in there, there's been some Olympic lifting, there's been kettlebells, we're going into clubs and maces now, there's been body weight, there's now some rings. Yeah. The reason being is I just enjoy training as a, like a collective, yeah. and it needs to be the same for everyone. Like, mm -hmm. I know there's tons of different modalities, so there's, you know, CrossFit, there's powerlifting, there's Olympic weightlifting, yeah. but all those people do those things because they enjoy training, they enjoy exercise. Yeah. Um, so as a whole, it's the same goal as to go to the gym, feel good, have a good session, maybe socialize. Yeah. To not be able to, if someone comes to me because they want to train with me, I want them to be able to enjoy the training so yeah. I can put them into the modality of. Yeah, definitely. Because as soon as they've got whatever the, they want, the hook of the enjoyment. It's yeah. Like, it's, it's then a case of okay, cool. They they've got it. Like, yeah. They they exactly. want to be here. They want to yeah. they want to train. They want to. You know, as soon as you can get that that light bulb in, because it's one of those things in. You all have had a countless times as well. Sometimes when you first meet with people and have consultations, they don't want to be here. Like they they are here because they feel like they have to be, as opposed to wanting to be yeah. here. You know, and so, yeah, they'll they'll come in and say, "I've been told I need to lose yeah. some weight." Yeah, you know, you know, digging a little bit deeper. So why do you think you need to lose yeah. some weight? Yeah. So I'm a doctor says I need to. So why is your doctor said that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, you know, it's digging deeper and then finding the root cause. Yeah. Um, well, that goes down the route of food, or food, <laughs> <laughs> the route of food, or their training, or their activity levels, or their job, or their background, or their lifestyle, you know, it's, yeah. it's digging into all those things. Yeah. Like yeah. I say, it's every piece of the puzzle is problem solving. That's yeah. what's enjoyable about it, is that you can have, say there were two people that, well, they're twins, mm -hmm. one works in orphanage, one's worked in an office, <laughs> one's a tree surgeon, yeah. I cannot talk. <laughs> One works in an office, one's a tree surgeon, yeah. they're twins, you know, but they're going to be completely different in terms of activity levels, food, calories. One exactly. might enjoy CrossFit, one might enjoy powerlifting. Mm -hmm. Genetically, they're the same, training wise, they're not going to be. Yeah, and requirements from outside, like with external factors as well. Exactly. Definitely. And I think you, you touched on something then that's really important as well. It's super easy to, to walk into a gym, speak to a trainer, and just be like, I want to lose weight or I want to be stronger. Yes. But it's so important to get to the root cause of that. It's like, cool, like most people want to be a bit leaner, most people want to be a bit stronger, but like, why do you want that? And what does it mean to you to be that? Yeah. 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 That's really important. And at the end of the day, it's, obviously we're there as personal trainers to help give the advice, give the guidelines, give the help, give the programming. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, it's the client. I can give my client all the tools. It's kind of up to them to act on it. Definitely. Definitely. Um, this is it. Yeah, if, for example, a consultation, someone says to me, oh, I could be healthier. I'm like, okay, what does healthier mean? So, oh, yeah. I could eat healthier. So, okay, what do you mean by that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you doing that's unhealthier at the minute? So, I don't eat much fruit and veg. Okay, so what can we do? And it's, if you're going to set goals, make sure they're realistic to you. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm going to eat healthier. Okay, so let's start with two bits of fruit a day. Yeah, definitely. It's one of those things. Carry a bottle of water over yeah. when you're in the gym, drink yeah. it. People tend to, like, when you get people coming in that are, like, very, very fresh and new to the idea of, like, I want to make an improvement. A lot of the time, they'll want to go headfirst into changing everything all at the same time. But then it's a case of like, okay, well, instead of trying to make a million one things stick at the same time, let's focus on like say starting small and gradually working up, so you're not overwhelming yourself. 
and again, you're making it realistic with the changes that you are making. Yeah, you can make absolutely. Um, yeah, people will learn bodybuilding have a big influence on the fitness industry. I think, at least from my um, perspective, people will read up and it'll say, you know, you have to eat five or six meals a day every three and a half to four hours or something like that. Someone will come into a consultation and they'll say, oh, I feel like I should eat five, yeah, yeah, five yeah. or six meals a day every three and a half hours. Oh, what should I eat of those meals? And I'm like, can you eat that many? And they're like, I don't know. How many do you eat in a minute? I eat three. So let's start with three. Yeah, just you know, brushing like, up on the content of the three. Yeah. yeah. If you instantly try and well, it's nearly double the amount of meals, if I instantly give them five or six meals a day to eat, they're not going to do it. They're going to fail straight away. Yeah. yeah. It needs, yeah, you need to be realistic and work yeah. with what they're already doing. Definitely. Yeah. Take small steps. Build off that. Yeah. Don't just completely overhaul your lifestyle and your diet. Exactly. One part will fail, you feel like you failed. Exactly. And then you go into a loop, don't you? You go into a loop. Definitely. And, and again, I find I see that with the amount of training days that people want to set themselves as well. Yeah. They'll be like, oh yeah, I want to be, you know, I can train five, six days a week. It's like, okay, how many days a week you train in a minute? I'm oh, not at all. Okay, well, start off small and work up. You know what I mean? If you set yourself up for failure, you're only going to get frustrated and then be like, oh, I can't do this. Why don't I bother sort of thing? You know? Yeah. That's a lot. That's what you want to avoid. You know? And that's another thing that we're here to kind of aid with as coaches is like making it something that's manageable. I mean, I, I personally say to people like, we want the time here to be something that's seen as enjoyable and something that's there to help and aid you in your health and your fitness. Um, not something that's going to potentially add as a stress. You know what I mean? Because if you're, if, you know, if every week you're thinking, oh shit, I haven't got enough time to get into the gym again, it's just going to be an added stress to your, your, your play. You know? Yeah. Oh, I've missed that session. Yeah, I failed. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Gonna happen. yeah, exactly. And then you can end up feeling guilty about it and all that sort of stuff in the as well. Right. Yeah. Ask yourself how many gym sessions can I do a week? Probably three. Okay, let's start with two. Yeah. Two weeks of doing two sessions a week is a big tip, that's 100%. Yeah, definitely. Okay, let's have in that third session. As a yeah. bonus, if you make it, it's not the end of the world if you don't. Definitely mm-hmm. doing four body sessions, you don't miss a body part. Yeah. Okay, now three is regular, we'll look at maybe doing four upper lower, and then it comes from there. So I've got five questions here, kind of tailored to, to Brad. Um, some gym related, other just random gym stuff. Related. Yeah, not gym related in any way, shape, or form. So we'll start with gym related. Okay, so squat or deadlift? Come on, squat. Ooh, okay. Marvel or DC? Comic or movies? Uh, movies. Marvel. Obviously. Pizza or burger? Pizza. <laughs> gym or dogs? <laughs> Both. No. Can I have a gym dog? <laughs> Choose one. Oh, dog. Oh, okay. Batman or Iron Man? Batman. Batman. Cool. Sick. Right, Braddy. 